This is the Black and Blue Report presented by SeatGeek. Here are your hosts, Caroline Gonzalez and Ashley Amos. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Caroline Gonzalez. I'm Ashley Amos. And Ashley, last night we spent our Valentine's Day in the place that we love, right there in the Smoothie King Center. Our true love. Our true love. Um, on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit to Mike Neighbors, longtime broadcast journalist. We'll talk to him about his up-and-coming uh, podcast, YouTube series, All Things Saints. Um, we are also going to talk a little bit about the Pelicans. And Ashley, uh, I do want to talk to you about kind of the misconceptions that uh, people think when they think about the Pelicans and Saints and the staff of the Pelicans and Saints. Because, you know, we've been asked all the time, okay, now that Saints season is over, now what do you do? Is it kind of just like lay back, drink uh, mimosas, poolside? Um <laughs> Is it just Pelicans? So let's talk about a little bit about the misconceptions because, um, like I said, I was asked last night, are you all Pelicans now? And it's kind of, the answer is no. You, you go back and forth between Saints and Pelicans at all times. So what does it kind of look like on your end? You know, it's obviously a very unique situation, I think. But because we work with two teams, there is no downtime, um, really. I mean, I would say the clearest downtime is right at the end of the June, beginning of uh, July, uh, but then you're leaving for Summer League for basketball, so really, there is no downtime, right. but, um, you know, that's like the weirdest question I get. It's like, oh, so like, what do you do when it's not a game day? And I'm like, how do you think we get to that point? Yeah. There's a lot of preparation. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, right now, obviously, we're more focused on Pelicans, but Saints are still happening in full force. There's things that are, you know, in the works, you know, uh, from our department, you know, from a video standpoint, you're constantly looking at like video series, um, documentary type things, like how can we do different creative things? Um, we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of the Super Bowl for the Saints. So like, what can we do to honor that? Um, so there's all constantly things moving in motion. You know, you look at, so the Pelicans now they'll go on all-star break, but then uh, we're still continuing with like our outside the paint series. Uh, it, everything related to Pelican sponsorship obligations and whatnot. Then, you know, before you know it, we're moving into pro days uh, for on the Saints side. Um, the combine's coming up. Then, and that's all gets covered. Uh, then your owners' meetings, you gotta cover that. And then you're into the draft on the uh, on the NFL side. And then before you know it, it's OTAs and mini camp. And then it's July. And yep. then you got a couple of weeks off. And then it's training camp on that side. Meanwhile, on the Pelicans, now you know, looking at the Pelicans, now we have obviously with the way the season is going, you know, potentially playoffs, but if that doesn't happen, you're looking at the lot at the, the draft lottery and then from there you're looking at the draft and then from there you're looking at um, you know, summer summer league basketball There's and then then you're looking at mini camp and uh, oh and don't forget the dance teams we do those too so you got auditions and all of that going on and then community events so yeah you know if I'm not overwhelming you already (laughs) by listening making making myself break out into sweats over here Uh, but yeah no it doesn't it I mean it's the beauty and 
I guess I don't know what beauty and grace. Yeah, yes. beauty of of this job in that it's um, constant and obviously in a, in a digital media world, world everything is constant and uh, continuing to develop and there's always different things happening. Um, that's kind of why I like this job. To yeah. be quite honest, you don't have to sit behind a desk all day. Uh, you are constantly moving. There's different things going on, uh, and you know I've been in it now five years and there's always something new that like appears mm -hmm. or something there's a new opportunity or something to do and so um that's what keeps me going i was thinking about that this morning how we have a, a first like saturday sunday in a while that we're just not doing anything and i kind of like it you know i kind of like not that i <laughs> having a like, weekend yeah, you like having a weekend well, like, I like normal having people a weekend. that's weird <laughs> i like having a weekend but i also am like you and like that i like to be busy and to always have something going on and so now i don't know what to do with all my free time this weekend i'm probably gonna have to like do laundry or something <laughs> um, productive. But Ashley, as I was talking about earlier, uh, the I don't want to go through this whole podcast without speaking about the tremendous performance from our Pelicans last night in the mm. Smoothie King Center. I mean, P Pelicans beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 131 to 122. The Thunder were on a 9-1 and win streak. They were doing great over those last 10 games. Of course, Russell West Westbrook had his 11th consecutive triple-double, mm -hmm. extending his record. You're just not going to really contain that guy but a tremendous performance out of the Pelicans players last night it was it was great to see in that uh, l latter part of the game hey listen I want to give the Pelicans fans credit mm -hmm. because you know there was it was Valentine's Day number one yep. so there's tons of things to do in New Orleans mm -hmm. for every holiday ever you know <laughs> and so I mean it could be like Satsuma Day and there's <laughs> something to do you know what I mean but some festival but um, the Pelicans fans I think you know around the national anthem time it was a little bare and mm -hmm. then the seats really filled up and I thought the crowd was really into it and I think there's just something to be it's so refreshing especially for someone who works and is in contact and sees like the players reactions to things a lot. Yep. And I think it's so refreshing to them to know that there are people behind them still. And I just really want to give the fans a lot of credit last night for coming out there. I mean, also you have to give our guys the credit, like, mm -hmm. you know, Julius Randall, Drew holiday, um, uh, Jaleel Okafor, all, all of those guys, Frank, Frank Jackson had that insane dunk, you know, yeah, all the, all those guys just like, you know, they're coming out there and they're playing hard. And I think, you know, a little bit embarrassed from their previous performance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the guys mentioned in the locker room how it was frankly embarrassing and they didn't even watch the game tape. They were just like, we're not even gonna, we yeah. know it wasn't good. So we're just not going <laughs> to watch it. And to come out against a team who's been on fire in the Oklahoma City Thunder with Paul George, who is arguably an MVP candidate yeah. um, this year, and then obviously Russell Westbrook, um, and to come out and uh, steal a win from them. I mean, it really wasn't even a steal. Mm -hmm. It was a, a great game by yeah. the Pelicans, and I think going into the All-Star break, that's the type of momentum you want to carry. Yeah. And I think from a fan standpoint, you have to be excited about a team that's going to go out there and get, put forth the effort. Because, yeah. you know, as a paying season ticket holder, as a fan, that you don't go out there to see the performance you saw too you know, two games ago, you go out there to see what you saw last night. And I think that our players know that our coaching staff know that knows that our organization knows that. And it was really refreshing to see. Yeah, refreshing is definitely the word that I would use there. Well, the Pelicans return to action uh, Friday, 
<clears throat> excuse me, a week from today, February 23rd at 6 p.m. That game will be on Fox Sports New Orleans. But before that, of course, we have the All-Star break. This Sunday will be the All-Star game, Team LeBron versus Team Giannis, uh, Sunday at 7 p.m. on TNT. So make sure you watch that game. I feel like Russell Westbrook will do what he did last year and just play the game as he plays every other game and just go, you know, all out. And Who's do- the Hornets rep? Um, Kemba Walker. Oh, so we all know who's going to get MVP then. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, always try so, to give it to the home city. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Um, but excited to see that game. Our, your own Anthony Davis will play in that game. We'll, we'll see if he, he'll play in that game. He had a shoulder contusion, which took him out of the game last night. So we'll see uh, on that end. But again, tune into the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday, 7 p.m. on TNT. Let's go ahead and get into our interview with broadcast journalist Mike Neighbors. We welcome on Mike Neighbors, longtime broadcast journalist. He just came out with a podcast, Been There, Done Dat, a Saints podcast with himself and Scott Shanley. He also has a YouTube series out called Errands, where he'll be going out with sports personalities, interviewing them, kind of doing a day in the life of. Uh, Mike, how are you doing today? I'm great. Great to be on with you. Well, Mike, you have uh, an awesome show. I listened to the podcast, Been There, Done That, uh, with you and Scott Shanley. That, that's an awesome experience. You're going to have some big-time personalities on that show. Can you just tell us a little bit about what the show overall is going to be about? Is it just Saints football-focused? It really is. You know, on the surface, Scott Shanley and I would have nothing in common. He's a big-time Super Bowl linebacker, and I'm merely a broadcaster. But it's funny because back in 2006, when he came over to the New Orleans Saints, uh, I was just starting covering the Saints as well. I was fortunate because, obviously, uh, Sean Payton had just arrived and Drew Brees had arrived. They just drafted Reggie Bush. We never thought all these years later that the Payton Brees era would still be around. Mm-hmm. So the fortunate part of that, as you guys know, is that there's so many common threads within the era. So many players come back and, and want to be a part of it, and Scott Shanley – works with me on Cox Sports Television, and we've become close over the years. So we thought after the season, you know what, we want to continue the coverage. We want to give Saints something a little different, and everybody has their goal in podcasts. And our goal is to bring people on, have extended interviews, tell great stories really about the Peyton Breeze era. We had Zach Streif on our first episode. We've had Jim Henderson on. But we look forward to having many players who played a long time in that era because, as you guys know, and you know, you talk about all the time on your podcast, it's so unique to have continuity with your head coach and your quarterback and have that kind of success for that long. Mike, is there a guest that you look forward to or you really hope you can land on the podcast or are you kind of just open to whoever is willing to come on? Well, you know how these podcasts work. You have to get a little traction going, but (laughs) uh, we're hopeful to have Drew Brees one day and Sean Payton. I think those are the, the big gets and, uh, you know, I think a lot of coaches and, and players, they want to see what podcasts are all about. But we've gotten a lot of good feedback with Zach Streif. And it's word of mouth with the players, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to talk and, and they're going to talk with the coaches, too. So I, I'm really hopeful one day we'll have Breeze and Peyton on. Mike, you've been in this industry for a good bit, so you've seen kind of the development. Is it mind-boggling to, to you to see how much of a um, – an impact podcasts have made in the over the course of maybe the last two or three years. I mean, thinking about listening to someone for 30 minutes to an hour, just talk without radio <laughs> commercials, without anything like that. That's kind of just, it's crazy to me to think how far broadcast journalism has come. The, that, the fact that we're doing that now. 
Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's really a double-edged sword because everybody's attention spans are so minute these days. I have two daughters, they're 16 and 13, and uh, they watch YouTube, and some of the stuff they watch on YouTube, I just kind of scratch my head at. But on the flip side, I mean, I was a local sports anchor for years, and we crave to work harder. We crave for more time. Right. And the great thing about podcasts, you can have as much time as you want. You dictate how much time you have. And, and so many times, you know, you talk to a Zach Streif, or you talk to a Sean Payton or Drew Brees, or the many people you talk to on your podcast. You want more time with them, mm. and podcasts enable you to have all the time. I mean, you know, some of these guests that we're going to have, you know, I could make it three hours, but we have to condense it to an hour. But I'll take an hour over the three and four minutes I used to get working locally. You talk about uh, your daughters and YouTube. Do they have they watched your <laughs> new YouTube series, Aaron's? I mean, the the first episode, the the one with Dick Vitale, which is awesome, an awesome get, an awesome first interview. But uh, have they watched that one yet? They actually can identify with that because, uh, you know, there's there's some high, we, we're kind of a hybrid of the uh, carpool karaoke. You, yep. You'll never <laughs> see me sing, by the way, unless uh, maybe a guest asked me. You don't want to see that. But you have the carpool karaoke. You have the Netflix, you know, Cars, Comedians, and Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. We wanted to bring a sports version to that, but I think my daughters can relate. And that's something we hope that this Aaron series will be a broad appeal to all ages and all sports fans, because Dick Vitale is one of those personalities where, you know, you may not be a basketball fan, but he's so enthusiastic. He has such a passion for life. And if you follow him on social media, he's big into the motivational uh, speeches mm -hmm. every day. So we want to we want to bring people that that others can relate to different ages. And you don't even have to be a sports fan, really. Are you going to be able to drive the G-Wagon every time, or was that a one-time opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, we, we were fortunate to have Mercedes sponsor that, and I thought we would just have two Mercedes cars, and that would have been fine. Trust me on that. But then we show up, and they gave me that car, and Vital didn't know about it either. So you saw his reaction to it. It was <laughs> funny. And I had to block out how much that car is worth. Mm -hmm. because I yeah. said it in the, in the show, that car is worth more than my first house. You kind of have to block that out because I don't even want to think about that. I don't want to think about, uh, you know, some crazy driver or anything like that. But it was, yeah, it was it was great that they did that for us. Well, not only the G-Wagon, but you also have Dick Vitale. So you have two prized possessions <laughs> in your hands. So I'm sure the yeah. pressure was immense. Uh, yeah, you can't think about it. He made it so easy because it was funny. We, we want to have kind of a pace car in a lot of these shoots because I don't know my way around neighborhoods and everything. And we had uh, somebody in front of us from the dealership, and Vital didn't like the way he was going. So he's like, no, 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 let's go this way. Let's go this way. And then I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to have to have him as navigator and interview him as well. But you know what? It actually worked out well because it was a more natural interview. We'd yeah. be in the middle of an answer, and I'd say, do I go this way? And he said, yeah, go that way. Yeah. So I think the viewer felt like, you know, they are really driving and running errands together. It was a more natural thing. You were able to capture so many stories with Dick throughout the errands that y'all ran, but were, were there a lot of off-camera stories that you just took to heart? I mean, I know you asked him about being um, a broadcaster and how he was able to keep his personality in it for so many years, which is such a challenge, but were there any off-camera stories that you took to heart from Dick Vitale? Yeah, you know what I really enjoy about Dick is, you know, he's turning 80 this year, but boy, he doesn't act his age. Mm -hmm. And it's so refreshing, and it really inspires me to want to do more. With I just turned 50 this year, so 
he inspires you to want to do more with your life and, and he has so much fun and you know he does a lot of public speaking and he told me you know he'll he's obviously has a great marriage a great family great grandkids real close to his girls but he really likes music and mm-hmm. i asked him you know this is you know you know how it is you guys do shows every day there's so much material you wish you could include but you got you can't include it all and i asked him is there one concert that you haven't been to and he was really excited about seeing bruce springsteen Mm. and you know he takes his wife to taylor swift they go to uh, ariana grande i mean he covers the gamut dick vital he's all over the place so he said springsteen was the one he wanted to see and he saw him recently so I mentioned the public speaking. You know, he'll go to Vegas and speak, but he'll make it a three-day weekend, and he'll catch Lionel Richie, and, I mean, he, he'll see everybody. So I really enjoy getting to know him at that level, too. So, Mike, who do we have uh, the pleasure of looking forward to on the next episode of Aaron's? Do we have the guests lined up? Yes, we have Zach Streep. It's going to hit home to you Saints fans, and we're real excited about that. And, and I mentioned personalities. You know, there are a lot of big names that I think – you know, we're interested, but we want people that are both, you know, big and interesting. And Dick Vitale was the perfect one to launch. But Zach Street, there's so many great players that I've dealt with in the Peyton Breeze era doing shows uh, back since 2006. But Zach Street, I would say, is the best interview, the most thoughtful interview, and a guy that always offers that great perspective. And he's funny, too. We used to do a skit at the Greenbrier called Word on the Street. And we would always stand up. So, you know, Zach is, I made him look like he was 7'4", because I'm not the tallest guy in the world. So I think we've always had a good rapport. And he's going to be so much fun because he has so much going on in New Orleans right now. I know one of the errands, I'll give you a sneak preview. I think we're going to test the mic on his Mardi Gras float. So I can only imagine what the other two will be. But Zach Street is something we're going to shoot in the next week and a half. What parade is he riding? You know, I don't even know. I'm not (laughs) sure. I'm not sure which one it is. But, uh. I know he wants to make sure the mic's right, so uh, I think we're going to kind of kill two birds with one stone. There's going to be a lot of screaming on that that uh, audio footage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mike, so Saints season is over. Uh, there's an all-star break for the Pelicans, so fans aren't going to be able to watch that for a little bit. Is there any uh, sporting event that you're looking forward to the most uh, in this offseason for the Saints? Yeah, you know what? I, I'm a big baseball fan, but but for the Saints, to me, you know, it's intriguing that they don't have a lot of draft picks. But I think the great thing about covering Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis is always expect the unexpected. I mean, they had a great season a year ago, mm-hmm. but they didn't let their foot off the gas in so many ways, from you know picking up Teddy Bridgewater to moving up and getting Marcus Davenport, you know, to acquiring Eli Apple. So I always anticipate what do they have next on the agenda. I mean, they're going to do something in the draft I would anticipate, and they're always aggressive in free agency. So that's right around the corner. So I think it's never been boring with Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. So I always anticipate the surprise party we're going to have the next couple of weeks. Oh, it is certainly never boring here at the Oshner Sports Performance Center. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much for joining us here today. Be sure to go check out Been There, Done That. It is available now on iTunes. The first episode is out. Also, you can search Aaron's on uh, YouTube. You can just type in Mike Neighbors, Dick Vital, uh, or, of course, follow Mike Neighbors on Twitter. Mike, thank you so much for joining us here today. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for Ashley, having me. Ashley, do on. you find yourself being a big, a big uh, podcast or YouTube like YouTuber person, or do you kind of just refrain from those things? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm the same I'm way. I'm the sorry. same way. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to give the honest answer or if I should lie, but honestly, no, I'm not a huge podcast, which I'm kind of hurting my own brand right now, <laughs> but um, I'm not a big podcast listener, a YouTuber. Um, I, I do, I use those things not as entertainment but more as like an educational tool so like for instance YouTube I spent a lot of my time watching people's work Mm -hmm. and seeing different techniques like I could pick up or learning how to do different things or seeing something I'm like oh that's so cool like I want to learn how to do that in my video work so I use that kind of more as like a resource than as like entertainment per se and same with podcasts you know like obviously this was something I was new to I wanted to learn kind of just how people go about it, what's the vibe, you know, what makes a podcast a good podcast. So uh, from that regard, yes, from an educational standpoint, I do, but not really, I'm not like a, a an avid follower of any podcast or YouTube channels um, other than for educational purposes. Yeah, as I was saying to Mike, it's kind of crazy to see how much the digital media era has developed. I mean, I listen to a podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sometimes I'll listen to the daily, um, things like that, as you said, just for education. YouTube, not so much. I feel like I watched it a lot more in college when I had a lot more downtime. But uh, YouTube, I don't really watch as much just because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of like watching one video and then, you know, watching America's Got Talent from 2009 (laughs) and seeing the golden moments. Those, those videos stuff. are good though yeah, man they so really good. choke you up i'm like <laughs> crying like I have tears streaming down my face exactly which is why i avoid youtube <laughs> at all costs but uh be sure to go check out uh youtube that youtube series errands with mike neighbors awesome interview with dick vital uh, great personality from both those guys so make sure you go check that out of course the podcast on itunes been there done that um ashley any big plans for your two-day weekend you know, I'm probably going to uh, check out uh, Crew de Vue because, oh, um, nice. you know, Mardi Gras. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, Mardi Gras is like one of my favorite holidays. Mm. I mean, if if it's like Christmas, Mardi Gras. Yeah. You know, I, Thanksgiving, I guess. Yeah. I like that, too. Um, I don't know. I like Fourth of July, too. I don't know. I, I, I love all holidays. Like Let's you said, in New Orleans, every holiday, you're going to be doing <laughs> like, something. Yeah, so like the, the Satsuma Festival. Yeah. Just whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm going to check that out. Um, my aunt's in town. Um, so I'll probably see her, maybe go get some crawfish. Oh, that sounds great. Like crawfish, um, outside it's the weather's been amazing. So spend it outside and sleep. I haven't been feeling too great. So sleep hopefully is on the agenda, um, and kind of get, you know, all refreshed, Mm -hmm. um, going into, I know you liked that word earlier. So refresh going into the, the rest of the season. What about you? Uh, I think I just started the Sopranos. The so you know I'm kind of behind the times. Is on it Sopranos that. or Sopranos? Sopranos, whatever you want to say. The gabagool. <laughs> uh, so I just started that. So if you see me eating a lot of pasta or saying things like gabagool or uh, forget about it, you know that's you know I tend to take on the personality of whatever show I'm watching. So uh, not this is a very pro- accurate statement probably. for all of our listeners. This is such an accurate statement. <laughs> probably not a good thing when it comes to the Sopranos. Hopefully I won't you know do anything too crazy. But anyway, uh, moving on from that, probably won't do anything too exciting. But I will watch the all-star game on sunday uh be sure you tune into that for another episode of uh the friday edition of the black and blue report i had a lot of fun with you today ashley again with uh mike neighbors that was a lot of fun so a refreshing episode of the black and blue report on this friday thank you all for tuning in and we'll uh we'll see you next week have a great all-star break see you next friday